Joshua in the second chapter. I started that out last week. And, and here's what we're doing. We're learning uh, what kind of faith we should have. And, and, and I love it because God, in all of his infinite wisdom, he didn't get Moses to talk about here in the second chapter, and, or, 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 or Jacob, or, or Abraham, you know, what faith he had. I mean, he took his kid up in a, you know, up in a mountain, was, in, the, in the whole aspect of it, and yet he, he, he chose Rahab. Now, now Rahab didn't have the greatest reputation. I mean, this is a woman of the night, prostitute. And, and yet, Rahab, in a way that she came and became aware of the mightiness of God. Now, Rahab, she didn't have an evangelical church to go to. I'm sure there was none in the walls of Jericho. She, she had no Christian mentor. You know, I mean, she couldn't turn on her radio and, and, and listen to some great preaching or, or uh, and turn on the TV because there was none or turn on the Internet, you know. There's none of that. And, and remember, though, is, is that this army in which she heard about, well, these people, this gang of believers who, who was crossed the Jordan River coming into their land and, and what they were doing. And, and, and I wonder if she got a report that, but, but how could they be doing that? Because they really weren't trained soldiers. They were farmers, tradesmen, craftsmen. I mean, just, but, but they weren't soldiers. And yet they were defeating town after town after town. And she heard of these great things. I, I guess, I guess is, is that maybe what she saw and what the Holy Spirit was speaking into her kind of connected. Because she told those spies, your God is the God of gods. <laughs> and, and, and here's who told her that. She, there was, do you know that the Holy Spirit can speak to unbelievers? It's not restricted to just us saints, you know. And he's, and he's talking to her about the mightiness of God to the lives of these people because what she saw. And, and if you really think, well, well, Rahab, well, if you look at Matthew's first chapter, she's listed in that mosaic line, along with David and Jacob and some very famous people in that lineage. And there she is. And I guess it's, it's, it's what, what the Scripture says in Romans 5.20, but where sin abounds, grace did much more abound. And, and, and I love, I love her, her faith. And, 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 and I, says, I, I said last week, it says, now, what kind of faith did Rahab have? And the very first thing I said, she had courageous faith. I mean, this woman had faith that, that she was willing to risk everything. 
that, that she would take in the, these, these spies who came into the city. And here's, here's a scripture I really liked last week. And you might have, maybe, are we allowed to read the, the scripture more than once? You know? Okay, in 1 Corinthians 1, 17. But God has chosen the foolish things of this world to put shame, uh, to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put shame on the things which are mighty and the base things of the world and the things which are despised God has chosen. Wow. And here's what I really like. And and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are that no flesh should glory in his presence. Wow. Things which are not to bring. In fact, I I said this, is those things that people see, those, those things which people see are nothing, God sees them as he intended them to be. That's what he sees in us, what you intend, he intended you to be. So I'm thinking, wow, well, I haven't arrived yet. Well, probably not. But he doesn't see. He sees your potential. And that's why he's interceding for you always because he sees that potential. And he wants to help you to accomplish that very thing. So, so she, she had this, this great faith. And, and, and then, then I came to the second point where somewhere in there I, I didn't finish, that confident faith that she had. I mean, she was confident in the faith in which she had because she, what she saw. And in, in, in Hebrews eleven seven 7 says, by faith, Noah being warned by God of things seen and not seen as yet, the intellect apart, moved with fear the emotions and prepared the ark, the will. Rahab was like Noah. You see, she knew that the Jehovah was a true God in her mind because what she heard and seen of these people. She talked to the spies about that. She feared for herself and her family, which she heard about the great wonders of which they had performed. She was caught up emotionally with it, as Noah was. I mean, he'd never seen it rain, and yet he's building this big cruiser for animals, a a floating veterinarian hospital, I guess. Who knows? (laughs) Never thought of that. And she received the spies and pleased and pleaded for their her salvation of her family, the will. She acted upon it. I, I love seeing what she has done in her lives. Rahab showed more faith at that moment than the ten spies 40 years ago, what had no faith. And remember, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In Joshua 2, 11, it says, And the Lord your God, he is a God in heaven above and in earth beneath. This is what Rahab said. The Lord your God. She, she's noting that 
their God is great. She's aware of the mightiness of God, and he's not just only the God of earth, but of the heavens itself. See, this is a confession of faith that's coming out of the lips of this pagan woman. She believed in one God. She believed that he was a personal God, your God, and she believed he was the God of Israel and that there was no limits to him. <laughs> Who taught her that? The Holy Spirit was making this, this real in her life. You, you see, our faith, it is there for us to have that confidence because, well, as, as Beth Moore, Moore said in, in that tweet that she had, is <laughs> divided the waters. Or he didn't divide them, he walked on them. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, 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 and he made the very first Mr. Ed, made the donkey talk. Uh, and, and so God, God could do whatever he wants to do. And she was recognizing that they got these bunch of Israelites who weren't trained soldiers to have victory after victory after victory. And she understood that really she, she was one of those people in Jericho who deserved to die. Because they were going to wipe out that whole city. But here's something I want you to wrap your mind around. Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 10. I like this. It says, as for you. <laughs> now, maybe you could look at the people around and say, he's talking to you now, okay? He's talking to you. As for you. You were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and the rulers of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Ouch. But true. So don't get all puffed up in our own righteousness because... All of us, now he really says, not just you, He's thrown everybody under the bus. He says, all of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following it, its desires and thoughts like the rest. We were by name deserving the wrath. That's what she, she realized that. That's why she was so fearful, because she deserved it. And I can't come to that knowledge of Christ until I come aware of my own sinfulness. And I realize that my own sinfulness is so real and so devastating when I come in the presence of the righteousness of an almighty God. And I stand in his holiness and I'm taken back. You know, I'm like this song, you know, only imagine. I don't know if I should stand or sit or lay prostrate. I don't know what to do because I am on holy ground. <laughs> wow. Then it goes on. I, I love verse 4 of, of Ephesians 2. It says, but. Oh, I love that. But. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. His great love for us in his mercy. Wow. 
people get all impressed. Oh, you know, I, I have a friend. He's a millionaire. You know? and, and he does this and does that and does another thing. And, oh, that's, that's nice. What has he done for you? <laughs> you know, and, and, but I could say, I have a friend. But he is great in mercy. Oh, can I meet him? I need some of that. And God raised, God raised us up. That's where, where you go to a Cardinals football game and they, say, they would yell out, you know, rise up, red, rise up. You know, people, Rah! I'm saying church, rise up. He's raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. In order that in the coming ages, he might show the incomparable riches of his grace. Expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And it is not by yourselves, from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not works. Because you can't earn it. So that no one can boast, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do. Wow. That's why she had the confidence. And, 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 and when you realize that, it's not just, just thinking, you know, I'm, uh, I have a lot of shortcomings, a lot of failures. I mean, I really don't. I mean, I could do better. Man, I could do a lot better. But, but when I'm walking in him, he has risen me up. I'm conformed into his image, but he's conforming me into his image. <laughs> yeah. That's why I like to say at those times, is he's probably saying, man, Tom, you're a piece of work, you know. But that work is being perfected in his mercy, in his glory. And Rahab came to understand that through the Holy Spirit. Now, number three, Rahab has concern faith. Rahab wanted assurance. Because <laughs> if, if she's going to do this, she wanted some guarantees. Because these spies, well, I mean, if people find out that she is hiding them, she is in big time trouble. So she, she went a couple of things. They pledged their word and, and pledged their lies that they wouldn't break that word. She wanted this warranty. She wanted this guarantee. It, it's, it's like that surety. And, and Proverbs talks about, about that kind of stuff because it's not always good in business because what, what happens, it, it involves risk. But there is no risk in Christ. He paid it all. And I have that surety. I have that absolute insurance that he is able so what a contrast of the believer's relationship in Christ for us that he wants everybody to know that that redemption is for us all, not just for a select few. 
Now, here's, here's the thing, though, in that surety is, is that if Rahab talked too much, her life was in danger. But if, if she didn't talk enough, the lives of, of her whole family was in danger. So she wanted that surety from those spies that, that her and her family was going to be okay, which brings us to the fourth, what kind of faith that she had, is that covenant faith. A covenant faith. Could I, could I read this? I'm going to read that, that covenant faith in, in Joshua 2, verses 15 to 24. So she let them down, these spies, by a rope through the window. For the house she lived in was a part of the city wall. We talked about that. She said to them, go to the hills so the pursuers will not find you. Hide yourself there three days until they return, and then go out, go your way. I kind of, there's, there's so many things here because he said, I want you to just wait for three days until it's going to be better after that. I heard that there's, there was a thing about three days and then he rose again, you know. Uh, I know why I know pick numbers like that. But you go, wait for three days. It's going to be okay. And now the men had said to her, this oath or this, this covenant you have made, I swear, will not be binding on us. Unless when we enter the land... You had tied this scarlet cord in your window through which um, you let us down on. And unless you have brought your father and your mother and your brothers and all your family uh, into that house. And any of them go outside of your house into the streets, their blood will, um, be, on, uh, will be on our, our own hands. We will not be responsible as for those who are in the house with you, their blood will be on our head, on our heads, if the heads is, a hand is laid upon them. But if you tell what we are doing, we are not released. We are released from the oath of that covenant in which we have with you. Agree, she said. Let it be as you say. I kind of like that. As Mary talked to that angel, let it be as you say. So she sent them away, and they departed. And she tied a scarlet cord in the window. And when they have left, they went to the hills and stayed there three days. And, and the pursuers of the search all around the roads and returned without finding them. Then the two spies started back. They went down um, out of the hills, uh, foiled the rivers, and came to Joshua, the son of Nun, and told him everything that has happened to them. Oh, and here's, here's what Joshua, and then, then they said to Joshua, the Lord has surely given the whole land into our hands. All the people are melting in fear because of us. How many times do these people have to be reminded? I mean, kind of dividing the waters. Victory after victory, and they still wanted that assurance. It's just the way we are. Well, we like to have that assurance. And, 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 and when she, again, a, a scarlet rope dealing with the blood of Christ. I mean, there's a covenant relationship in which God has had with man throughout Scripture. 
He had it with, with the first parents in Eden in Genesis, a covenant with Noah. He had a covenant with, with Abram, I will make you into a great nation. He had um, a, a Messiah covenant with, with David. And, and, then, and then there's that new covenant that, that we, we celebrated last week in the communion. He, he used the cup symbolizing the blood of Christ. Before the spies left Rahab's house, they reaffirmed that covenant with her. And it was the reassurance of that token. That token was that, well, that scarlet rope that she hung down. God does things like that. He, and and here's, here's what I want us to truly understand is that it wasn't the red scarlet rope that saved them. I'm sure over the history of Christianity, there, there would be people hanging scarlet ropes somewhere in their house or something, you know. It, it's, we love to make those symbols more than that they are. It, it, it's really like the, the cup of uh, juice and, and the bread. I mean, they're, they're symbols. They're precious, but they're only reminders of the body of Christ and the blood of Christ. And there's things he does that brings to our memory of, of, of things of which he has promised and how faithful he, he has been in our lives. Some of you have been walking in, in your faith walk for a long time. And, and, and maybe you've begun that faith walk here in this city. And, and you drive by an old church you went to at one time, or, or maybe down on Fry Road, if, well, if you're old enough, and it's, it's none of you are actually. Amen. And you drive by that, but I drive by that, and I say, that's where Jennifer's Assembly started. It's a symbol of God's faithfulness. For 96 years, God's faithfulness. And I celebrate that. Not because of that old adobe church that is still there. It's because, celebrated because God has proven himself again and again and again. See, Rahab was a woman of great courage. She, she took that risk. Because when she talked to her family, she says, now, here's what I did. Now, they could have said, well, I want nothing to do with this. You're in trouble. If they find out what you did, they're going to kill you and all of us if we become a part of that and turn her in. Or, or if, if they, they, they heard it and, and they, they get, all of a sudden, they're all packing up, and they're, they're going to Rahab's house. And, and neighbors saying, where are you going? And loose lips sink ships. And, and, and that they could have said something, and all of a sudden, the whole family, well, she's taking risk. But, but that risk seems like, well, what could she lose? Hell? Lose, lose a life without the awareness of an almighty God? 
lose a life without walking in the presence of God in our lives? Is, is that what we, we think that we're risking? I'm not giving up. I'm giving up sin. I'm, I'm giving up a life of confusion. I'm giving up weakness. I'm giving up thinking that I am on my own, realizing that there's a God's got an army marching through this land. Wow, he does. And that army is God's redeeming work. And if he could use just a, a, a bunch of, of farmers and, and trademen and, and cooks and uh, uh, men of building houses and making brick out of mud or whatever, to defeat army after army after army, what what does he want to do with us? Because there was a covenant that he has made with us. As he made, as the spies made that covenant with Rahab, that if you do these things and you put that red scarlet rope down your window, you will be saved. There's a covenant that he says, if you truly believe, that it is by my stripes you were healed. You truly believe that it's through the blood of Christ that that salvation is brought into our lives. That faith that I have, well, it's limitless of what he could do in our lives. And, and what we have to be careful of is that we who come out on a Wednesday night or watch on a Wednesday night on via um, um, live streaming. And, and by the way, is that if you're live streaming, hit share with people. Arlene hit shared from Sunday morning, and, and, and by Wednesday, she had 160, 170 people watch that service. <laughs> Crazy. All those homes, we have so many different venues, but what I'm saying to us is that we, we could get into a routine and this could become just another Wednesday night. I could pray just another prayer. I could sing just another song, and, 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 and we could easily, because we're people of habit. We do certain things certain ways. And when it comes to my Christianity, I forget who I'm dealing with. I forget the God who has come to redeem our lives. And when Rahab was willing to take that risk, to take that step forth, her, her, and her whole family her whole family, her whole family was saved. You see, my friend, yes, this walk in Christ, this faith walk that we have is personal. As she said, you're God to those spies. It was a personal thing, but that personal thing in her life saved her whole family. That's what I love about this walk. And it's, and it's not always that, that the idea that, well, I, man, I just don't have the, the education. I don't have, have, I don't have that kind of great faith. Faith decides the mustard seed, my friend. If, if I have that, 
and, and, and that I walk that life. As, as the Israelites just was being obedient unto the Lord and, and the enemy, those things that rise up trying to come against them, they heard. And, and the thing is, is that they were in such great fear. They melted in fear. So that's, that's why when I'm walking and remind myself, oh, man, oh, man, did it work or this is that or another thing? And, and some people, oh, man, Satan's really after me. I'm thinking, if he's that stupid, bring it on. Because <laughs> I have these three individuals, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, they take care of my small stuff, him. And I realized that I could get so caught up in, in the what ifs that Rahab could have got caught up in the what ifs and she could have been paralyzed to do what she should do in that obedience of her small faith. Her limited understanding of the God of the Israelites that she could have missed out not only in her life being saved, but her whole family. So, church, you know, here in the sanctuary and, and there online, I want to remind you is, is that it's not all about just you. Get over yourself sometimes because he wants us to know that he wants to use us in our whole dysfunctional behavioured life, I mean, she used, she used Rahab for Pete's sake. Even used the donkey when he talked. So, I mean, is, is that he goes, if he could do that with them, wow, what he could do with us. And then, and then as we do this journey together, word gets out. The body of Christ is on the move. Now, this city is pretty fortified. I mean, double walls. I mean, the walls were so big and so thick, they could run chariots around them. And, and so how they're going to get through all that is because they just trusted God. I'm asking you as, as the body of Christ is that I just want you to just trust him. And when we do that, whatever is being spoken out there, we're having Christians melt in fear over politics, over pandemics, over so many different things, I'm thinking, who are you listening to? I'm going to listen to God's word and trust in what he is saying because I come to find out greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. So body of Christ, let's get our eyes on him and what he is doing and the marvelous works and let's encourage each other. 
Because not only does he want to bring salvation and wholeness and redemption and healing and the fullness of life into your life, he wants to bless everybody around you because of what you have done. Because when they see that, and that's the thing. It's not, it's not only what she heard is in how she felt, it's what she did. And, and I know that, that the idea is that it's not by faith that we're, by works that we're saved because it's by his grace and mercy. But faith without works is, is dead. Why? Because there was not a change. Rahab, this pagan woman who had absolutely no kind of theological teaching that was being spoken in her life except she was open to the leading of the Holy Spirit, well, who kind of knows stuff. In her life, by her actions, were changed. That's why is that when we are walking in this, cry, in, this, in this walk in Christ, is that he wants to see that you're not just stirred, but you're changed. You're not just all caught up in, in the goosebumps of, of marvelous worship or thrilled by, by motivated preaching, is that you allow the Holy Spirit to drive that home deep within us and thinking, I'm going to do something about this. And the, and, and the world is going to say, and the saints are going to say, well, well don't take these risks, this or that. The people may not accept you, and they may not. But if he accepts me, remember, if God's for me, who could be against me? If he accepts me, I got it made. Amen. And so I say to the body of Christ, rise up. Say to the body of Christ, let's become those doers of that faith. Let's have that courage. Let's have that confidence. Let's have that assurance that he continues to give us, doesn't he? He gives us that assurance again and again. How many of you have seen God move in your life? Raise your hand. Well, oh, everyone. Huh. Well, that's assurance. And when I see that happening, and when I feel the excitement of it, the Holy Spirit says, well, what are you going to do about it? Well, I'm excited for them. That was so cool. Wow, look what God did in their lives. But if I don't do something, if I don't change in that and trust in him, then I miss it all. And she took the risk because of that covenant that she had with those two spies. If she did this, and his word speaks into her lives, trust in the Lord in all of his ways. And what will he do? He'll make her road straight. Trust in him. Because there's all types of curves out there. <laughs> there's all types of stuff trying to get our attention. Listen to this. Listen to that. Oh, be careful there. Don't do that. Uh, I'm thinking, well, one of my eyes is on him. God's got an army. 
and there's a victory at hand.